Welcome back to the Young Shakespeare Podcast today. I'm joined by BC basketball player, Brevin Galloway. Brevin, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good, man. It's good to have you on. You were at uh, College of Charleston. You were averaging about 15 points a game. You're a stud. It's good to have you on the show. You're transferring here as a grad transfer to BC. Mm-hmm. We're excited to have a new local guy. I was talking to you right before the podcast. You have 70,000 followers on Instagram. Yep. How did that happen? Part of it is to do, you got an athletic as hell family. Yep. Family's athletic as hell. I got a brother who plays uh, football at Clemson. Uh, he's starting very, very tight known. end. Yep, starting yep. tight end. He's known uh, probably worldwide. <laughs> I mean, right. considering you know his influence on TikTok and social media. So he's definitely helped me out with that in terms of social media. You know, being related to him. But uh, other than that, no, it's just been like basketball fans and you know videos from me. You know, like yeah. growing up. Because you were like big that. on Vine, you said when you were younger. Yeah, I used to make a lot of Vine <laughs> videos, being childish. Vine videos and post them <laughs> on Instagram, and a couple of them went viral, and then. Kind of just starting to get followers that way. What's it like to go viral? I wouldn't know. <laughs> not it's yet. Actually, not yet. It's actually a good feeling. Um, I actually had one of my recent videos go viral. It was a New Balance video. Mm-hmm. Um, like Champs posted it. Um, Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report kicks. Like a lot of big time pages posted it. Yeah. So and then obviously, um, like with the whole name, image, and likeness mm-hmm. stuff, like being able to be represented by different brands and companies yeah. helps out as well too. So and you're and for people that don't quite have a perspective on how good of a player you are, you were in your most recent season you toured your ACL, but before you were getting some looks from the league. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, from the coaches that I had talked to, with like being talking to Coach Green and stuff like that, I had about three teams that were calling and asking about me. It was Hornets and Hornets, Milwaukee, and damn. Milwaukee, bro, you could have been in the finals, dude. I forgot the other one. Yeah. And I forgot the other one, but yeah. They won't forget you. Hopefully you'll, hopefully you'll be back and you'll get your yeah, shot. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to make some noise this year in the ACC. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that? Are you excited to, you know, going from Colonial Athletic to ACC to make your mark and show that you can play at any level? Definitely. I feel like that's the biggest challenge I got this year, just to prove at the national stage that I can be one of the best shooters and one of the best defenders in the country, so I'm excited for that opportunity. Yeah, so you led your last conference in steals, and you've got a pretty good shot from the perimeter. What, is that how you describe your game to people? Definitely. I would say, like, if I had to compare myself to somebody, it would probably be, like, uh, not a knockoff Damian Lillard, but something like that. <laughs> not, yeah, not a knockoff, right? <laughs> It'll probably be a knockoff Damian Lillard type. Like, I can shoot the ball. I'm kind of a big guard. Um, yeah. We both kind of, you know – you're, so you're about 6'2", but you're, fill, you're filled out. You're a strong yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm like 6'2", 225 right now. Dang, I'm, okay. I'm, my playing weight probably be like 210. So oh, really? Because yeah, like, you have to get up in the air and stuff so right. you slim down I a little bit? I got to move around. Then surgery, hit, well, surgery was a big setback. Uh, I gained like oh, 20 yeah. pounds after surgery just because I was bedridden all day. Yeah, Couldn't right. Do much, but, Eating um, marshmallows. Right, Bojangles. Bojangles. Bojangles, yeah. He was, you were telling me about I'm going down south for school that I got to have some Bojangles. Yeah, I got to have my Bojangles, man. <laughs> Damn, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, what about Chick-fil-A, though? Chick-fil-A is big time. Their waffle fries are crazy. Oh, my um, God. Polynesian yeah. sauce goes dumb yeah. there. Yeah. Um, what else? The, the, the nuggets are iffy. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. more of a sandwich guy myself. Right. So that's what I'm going to pick if I got to go to Chick-fil-A. But other than that, though, Chick-fil-A is – Yeah. So is that is that that's what a top athlete eats? Uh, do, you, do you try to keep it clean or what? Recently I have been just because I've been focused on losing weight. Just because, like, yeah. for my knee and stuff like that, it's better for me to be at a healthier weight than, obviously, 230 playing at yeah. 230 like I did last year. So, um, yeah, I'm, I've been trying to eat clean. Go to Chipotle – Places like that mm-hmm. occasionally, so yeah. So I mean, I've been trying to eat clean. Do you like Boston? 
I love Boston. I like the city. Obviously, I'm from a small town in South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, right close to Clemson. So it's definitely been a different experience for me up here. It's a lot faster, a lot more aggressive, I feel like. Yeah, right. In terms of just it's like the, the people. Race. Yeah. So, uh, no, I enjoy it, though. It's, it's, it would be a good learning experience for me this year. And both your parents play college sports. Is that right? Yep. My mom played volleyball at Georgia, and then my dad played volleyball. I mean, not, ooh, not <laughs> yeah. volleyball. Damn. Yeah. My dad played basketball at Lander, which is a Division two school out of Greenwood, South Carolina. So, Dang. yeah, got an athletic family. Wow. Was that – was there ever pressure, or was that more exciting? Uh, I, I never pressured – I, I never felt pressured by my family growing up to play yeah. sports or anything like that. Um it was all I around. It was all I knew. So, like, I was just excited to get out there and just be able to play, yeah. and, you know, make them happy because, obviously, I know that makes a parent happy seeing yeah. your kid do something that they did. So, Were you a good football player like your brother? I actually was. But for some reason growing up in the area that I did, I just stopped loving it just because of the coaches. Mm. It was political and really didn't give that everybody sucks. a fair shot. Yeah, so I stopped playing in middle school. Like, my seventh grade year was the last mm-hmm. year I played. Yeah, and you think in basketball maybe people have given you more of a shot or opportunities and stuff? I felt like I was just more gifted in basketball in terms oh, yeah. of like my like just God given ability to shoot the ball. Right. Uh, yeah. I, what makes it What makes a good shooter? Uh, how How much of it is talent versus just working on form and stuff like that? I feel like it's just a just something that you have to just be born with, honestly. Like really? in order to be a knockdown shooter, like an elite shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can obviously work on it and put time into it, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, like you're either going to be a crazy athlete. You're going to be a high IQ point guard. You're going to be yeah. a shooter, defender. Like, everybody has their little nick. That yeah, they have you got to have a niche, yeah. So, um, What's, what do you shoot from three? Uh, last year I was shooting like 43, but that was, Jesus Christ. That was a small sample. I only played three games. But okay, it, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean. So you were going off. Yeah. So what, do you know, do you remember what you were shooting the year before, anything like that? It was upper 30s. I want to say 38 maybe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No so, wonder yeah. those teams were – you were kind of talking about how the, the league is maybe – Fit it, uh, you would be a good fit for the league. Yeah, I feel based like on I, your skills, definitely, because uh, I can sh- I can be a spot up shooter. I can come off screens, and I can also defend the ball as well. So, I definitely feel like I'll be able to fit into a um, an NBA roster pretty well. And I'm low maintenance type of guy. I don't have an ego. I don't have anything like that. Right. So I feel like I can go in any locker room and fit in perfectly fine. Yeah, and is your brother looking to to go to the draft soon? Definitely. Uh, I don't know what he's projected right now. I think probably early to mid third round. Okay. Which is exciting, you know, just to hear that kind of, you know, my brother. Yeah, you know, right. Drafting in the NFL is big time. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm really excited for him and happy for him. Yeah. Now that you've experienced the South and a bit of the North, do you think – where do you think you'll end up? That's a tough question. I, I, I really <laughs> – Yeah, you don't know what, where God will take you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all a part of God's plan. But if I had to choose, I would love to be down South. Or the West Coast. I would, like to go, I would actually like oh, to go yeah. to the West Coast for a couple of years or, you know, just experience things. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I really miss Bojangles, though. <laughs> Damn, I miss Bojangles. <laughs> if I can get Bojangles, if, I, if they had a Bojangles in Boston, I'd be perfectly fine. But I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm homesick because of that. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, someone's got to send you to transport a, a parcel. Right, yeah, I need something. <laughs> I need some kind of stuff with Bojangles. Imagine that you like they're able to track your stats. Like if you play an ACC game in the South, they're also like, "Why is he playing so much better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did he eat before the game?" Yeah, like Bojangles. I'm happier with Bojangles for sure. Damn. Who who would you say the biggest rival for BC is? That's a good question. I think in our conference, I know it's like Notre Dame and Syracuse. Yeah. Um, but I think out of conference, like for our non-conference slate, it may be Rhode Island. Uh, I know we played them this year, but yeah. I think that might be it in terms of. I'm not really. Are you playing Clemson it. this year? Do you know yet? Yeah, we play Clemson at. Is Clemson. that kind of is that kind of marked on your calendar? 
I'm excited for that one. Just going back down. Being able to uh, go back home. South Carolina, your brother's school. Right, and I'm 10 minutes from Clemson, too. So, I grew up right in that area. So Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that one. That's definitely been marked on the schedule. I can't wait to find out what date it is. So, uh, I can make sure all my family's there and stuff. And, yeah, right. Know, I really yeah, enjoy that night because it's going to be a good night for me. Dang, yeah. And um, so, yeah, growing up around there, was there ever a thought that maybe you'd play at Clemson? I wanted to real bad, but Coach Grant was an assistant at Clemson. He was recruiting me there. Then he got the job at College of Charleston as the mm-hmm. head coach. So I was like, I had the best relationship with him, and I've known him since I was 10 years old. <clears throat> wow. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to follow him to College of Charleston and just. Was it hard to part ways with him after you graduated? But I'm still here. He's still the head coach here. Oh, really? Yeah. He came oh, up he here. came up here? Yeah. Oh, you followed him. <laughs> Dude, look at me. Yeah, maybe I should do a little bit more research. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, he's the reason why I'm up here. Because if not, I probably would have just. Yeah, dude, you gave me a look. Like, what are you yeah, talking about? Like, like, oh, like, you know? <laughs> was it hard to part ways? No, yeah, not really. I was like, not really. No, we're still together. So, good. <laughs> damn. Um, and he's a head coach here. Yep, his head coach here, first year. So I'm happy for him too. That's a big jump from the CAA to one of the most prestigious, you know, conferences in college basketball. So it's a big what, time for him. What do you think separates him as a coach? I think his care level. Like he actually really cares about student athletes and them actually being better men like he cares more about you off the court than on the court wow and like like obviously like if you talk to him he's more not more proud obviously he's proud of his student athletes but he's really really happy and excited to tell people that he's coached like lawyers and doctors and police officers and stuff like that so like that really that that kind of stuff really makes him you know get up and go to work every day dealing with people like that yeah well that's sort of a curious topic if not the nba what do you think you you will be doing or maybe after the nba right what do you think would you want to be a lawyer or a doctor what are you getting your graduate degree in I'm getting my I'm getting my graduate degree. I'll get my master's in sports administration. Oh, sick! So I definitely want to get into that coaching field. Mm-hmm. I I definitely feel like I could be a coach. Um, I feel like I can just relate to guys and I'll be able to help guys go through you know that because I feel like between the ages of 18 and 23, you're kind of still figuring out who you are as an individual, and I'll be able to you know help guide people through that you know yeah. complicated process. So, and I'm really excited. I hope I, after I'm done playing professionally, my Ideally, obviously, God has his own plan, but ideally, I want to stop playing pro ball by the time I'm 34, 35-ish, mm-hmm. if I'm healthy enough, and then uh, get into coaching after that, and then just stay around and wow. get basketball forever. Is there an added level of confidence having the same coach that maybe, obviously, you have to prove yourself to your teammates, but that there's some level of you're not just being thrown into this organization without anyone looking out for you or anything like Definitely. that? Uh, because most of the stuff he's teaching, I've been around for five years anyway, so I'm really confident in, uh, you know, the system that he runs. And I know, obviously, everything, like from the plays to the defensive schemes to the offensive schemes. Wow. Just because I've been with him for five years now. And uh, so, yeah, and then I feel like for teammates, I feel like everybody respects me. Uh, I respect everybody else. Like, we've got yeah. a long break. We've gelled together. That's great. Really, really good within this short amount of time. And, um, yeah, man, it's been a great experience these first six weeks I've been here. Wow. And you – Let's talk about the Marshall game. You knocked down how many three-pointers? Uh, how many? Six, was it? Six, yeah. Okay. And the, how many points total did you have? 27. Okay, so that, you just you just popped off, really. Right. What was going on? Uh, honestly, I mean, first game we played North Carolina, I had like 15 or 16 points at Chapel Hill. Dang. Then we played Furman, and Furman was – ridiculously good we got our ass kicked dang <laughs> uh, they did a great job on me defensively they only held me to like seven points um and then Marshall I was just like it can't get anything worse than that Furman game so I mean it's up from here on out and I felt like I 
I was rolling. I got my confidence. And then the next game after Marshall, South Carolina State, I had like 13 points in five minutes. And then ACL gone. Oh, fuck. What was that like? What was that moment like? uh, It was painful just because everything I had envisioned for the year was wiped away because I kind of knew what it was. Yeah. So I felt like all the – You could feel right when it happened. Yeah, it was painful. All the league looks I had, all the momentum that I had, everything was just gone in a second. So I was just like, damn, like shit really over with for this year. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I felt like God worked in a crazy way because I'm in a better conference at the highest level possible. Yeah. I'm going to be back healthy. I'm going to be able to prove myself. So Yeah, extra extra year to refine your character as a person and everything about you. Be able to grow and mature and develop into who I want to be. So I felt like it was a – obviously back then, like if you'd have told me six months ago, you'll you'll be good six months like in the future. But Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't have been wanting to hear that in the moment. I I was pissed off and angry at the world. So. So yeah, no, I feel like I'm in a. I feel like I'm right where I need to be, though. Yeah. Were there any precursors to ACL tearing? Did you Did your knee feel funny, or was it just like, like that? Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Now that you say that, warming up that game, I felt weird. Mm-hmm. I was dunking, which I normally don't do. I was dunking and I landed, and I kind of felt weird. And I didn't think about anything of it, just because like I've never had any knee problems. But I also was 20 pounds overweight when mm-hmm. I was playing too. So moving around with my weight. And just how I want to play, I can't be 20 pounds overweight trying to move and be quick yeah. and, you know, be agile out there. So that definitely was a factor into it, I believe, because my legs are already strong <laughs> as it is. So, um, But, no, nah, it wasn't anything. Like, I just – I kind of had that feeling before the game, but I didn't think I would tear my ACL, though. I didn't think it would be that bad. Yeah. But, yeah. That's crazy how you – yeah, sometimes you have a sense of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't have great hops, but I want to dunk. How do I do that? How do I dunk like that in warm-ups and have to worry about my Honestly, ACL? bro, it's it, – <laughs> It's really difficult because for me, I'm not even the most athletic guy, so I really have to be just feeling it that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I'm not – like you can literally look at my college. I maybe have like less than 10 dunks in okay, college in over, over a six-year span. Even in high school, I never really dunked like that either. So, Is um, it – do you have to be at all like careful because you're like, you know, you're a spot-up shooter, you're this great player, you know, you don't want to maybe miss a dunk and embarrass yourself. <laughs> Everyone's probably thinking you can throw down these this crazy shit. No, I mean, with me, I'm confident in who I am, and I know who I am on the court. I'm not going to try to do anything, you know, crazy that would be like, wow, that's not Brevin Galloway. Like, if I try to dunk on somebody and make a fool of myself, everybody would be like, that's not Brevin Galloway. But shooting threes and doing stuff like that. Have you ever missed a dunk in a game? uh, No, I haven't. I haven't. I saw saw a kid at my high school. This is many years ago for anyone listening, but Mm -hmm. he was like a a playoff game, dude. He got a breakaway. Motherfucker went up. <laughs> slammed it against the rim, went away. Went right back. Coach, yeah. the coach, he was fucking livid, dude. But he yeah. he picked it right up and went back up with a layup. So he saved himself. He saved himself. He but saved yeah, himself. Nah, but dude, that's, that's in front of the whole school Friday night was not the good luck. That's dude. definitely a scary situation to be in. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I can't imagine it. Have you seen anything like that in games? Yeah, I actually saw one guy from St. John's this year. He tried to windmill. Oh, no. And he just windmilled, and then the ball hit the backboard. Oh, my God, that was so funny. <laughs> I mean, the crazy thing is he's really athletic and has hops, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the ball slipped or whatnot, but it was, I mean, you could just tell that was new for him. Like, he never – that's never happened before because the guy's athletic as hell and strong and stuff like that. So, that was the funniest thing I've seen in-game, though. Dang. Was just because you could tell he looked confident in what he was about to do, <laughs> and then it just ended that way. But yeah. that was funny as hell. Yeah, some guys like Steph Curry can't really throw 
throwing exactly. out great dunks or yeah. anything like that. You seen him that clip of him slipping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's also a fear. That might be my biggest fear. Oh really? Going up for a dunk and then just <laughs> just a slip because I mean you can't really control that, but. Yeah. Does uh the that game you had against Chapel Hill? It sounds like it it went decently well. You know, you you put some points on the board. Does that give you confidence about the competition level coming to the ACC? You're like, hey, I know I can play with these guys. Definitely. I I've always been confident in myself and my abilities mm-hmm. growing up. Um, but actually playing in that stage, and you know, performing the way that I did, and being able to go against those high caliber guys, like that was a definitely a big confidence booster. You know, going into the next couple games and. Well, the thing that's really blowing my mind is that I was 20 pounds overweight playing against those guys. Like, I wasn't in playing shape. I wasn't in yeah. any good condition. I wasn't in any type of, you know, ACC-level conditioning. Right. And I was still out there being able to compete and play with those guys. So, Was, was there a complacency? What happened that you weren't in as good a shape as you typically Honestly, would be? it was just COVID. <clears throat> COVID oh, messed yeah. us up. And, like, in Charleston, they were so strict about it. We couldn't get into the gym for, like, four months. No so way. Like, yeah, so, I mean, you take that. You put that in consideration, and then, honestly, I don't have the resources, like, in terms of, like, another gym, because I didn't grow up in Charleston. Like, if I was back home, I probably would have had another gym or access to get yeah. into. But I didn't have any, you know, other resources or any other gyms to get into. So, I mean, and a lot of it's on me, but at the same time, though, I still just kind of had that it's lazy mindset. Yeah. I was like, I can't get into the gym. I'm just going to be lazy. And, yeah. And I got a job, too, so that was just – that took all my yeah. energy out as well. So. Seems like people uh, went one way or the other in the pandemic. They are like right. Some people got in crazy good shape. Some people not as in good shape. Bro, I put on the sophomore 60. <laughs> you think the freshman 15 is bad. I got the sophomore 60. Sophomore 60 yeah, it was not, crazy. It was not good. No, so, dude, when I go back home, people are either like – like my friends will give it to me straight, but man, you're looking, you're looking, yeah, you're looking thick, thick, look a little thick, thick, dude. That's the word. But then, like people are being nice, like, oh, you look, uh, you look jacked, dude. You, yeah, exactly. You've been lifting, yeah, you've been lifting weights. I'm like, yeah, I've been, I've been lifting donuts, man. Yeah, right exactly. Into the mouth. Donuts, pasta, cookies. <laughs> oh my rolls, god, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah pasta, exactly dude. How it is. Yeah. Have you had a chance to sample some of the dining food here, or is uh, the dining hall open? The dining hall is, but it's mainly used for undergrads. I'm a graduate student, okay, so like yeah. I'm off campus, so they just give us uh, like per diem and stuff like that, so we'll be able to eat off campus. And Have you got to meet a lot of people, or is it mostly just basketball players? At the moment, I think it's just us basketball, I mean us women's basketball and football. I think that's the only students here right now. They have yeah. like some other students here, but it's the summertime, not everybody's on campus, and I think they were strict about everybody getting vaccines. Okay. Before, yeah. before August, so yeah. Did they mandate it? Did they say you have to? Yeah, we have to have them in okay. order to on campus. So. Yeah. Did you personally feel okay with that? Yeah, I was fine with okay. that. I didn't care. Do, have you been seeing stuff that. in the NFL like Dak Prescott? They said, "Hey, have you got the vaccine?" He goes, "I think that's covered by HIPAA." And then someone else, man, tweeted some shit like, "I just can't do it. I can't get the vaccine." It was a, it was a big NFL player. I can't remember who it was. It was a big, and then they deleted right. the tweet. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like. I'm looking at my fantasy league. Like, okay, am I going to draft this guy? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> He's man. denying the vaccine. I mean, the biggest thing is, I just feel like a lot of people are scared about like them being tracked or monitored through the vaccine, <laughs> or they don't realize it's like that Bill Gates microchip, dude. Yeah, like, but it doesn't make any sense because you have all this technology. Like, you have laptops, phones, yeah. with all your devices, like with all your locations on it. So, yeah, Bill Gates already knows is, where I am. If he wants to know, dude, exactly, he'll like, figure. That out. argument is invalid. So, I just got it honestly, just because. I feel like as a student athlete, we're gonna have oh, to get it. Oh, just be anyways. careful with the table because if we knock it, it, it like the mic goes like, like okay, that. Yeah, I got yeah you. just sorry. Go ahead. Are you straight? <laughs> no, but as like with the vaccine and stuff like that, like I'm not even as student athletes like traveling and the way that mm-hmm. we fly and stuff like that. We're gonna have to have it anyway, so yeah, I'm not even. 
I wasn't even tripping about it. I figured it'd be mandatory. Okay. So you, you told me I could ask you some crazy questions. Anything. Okay. Which teammate would you least want, like? Would you least want to date your sister? <laughs> <laughs> the my ah, oh, that's a good question. The teammate. Do you have a sister? No, nah, I don't. Okay. But if I if did, you had one, <laughs> if I did have one, it would definitely be Gianni Thompson. <laughs> Why not? Gianni Thompson is just. First of all, he's the top three funniest guys I've ever met in my life. <laughs> but just can't date my sister. <laughs> just cannot date my sister. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't do it. Just can't. I'll be so it. upset if he came home with my sister. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be upset. Damn. Do you ever do you ever like show up to pickup games and people don't know what you're about? I always wonder that like if I was like a stud athlete, like you I'd wanna just go to like random dudes playing like pickup and yeah in Southie or wherever in Boston right. and just go crazy on I them. mean I definitely whenever I get healthy and cleared, I definitely feel like I will do something like that. Uh they had a couple leagues that hit me up this summer about wanting me to play in them, but I, I can't because I'm not cleared yet. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like, I mean, you have that moment. Everybody's kind of like, they don't know who you are. But then I feel like after the second or third game, once you go out there and prove yourself, everybody's like, okay, he played for Boston College. Like, he's he's legit. Yeah. That's like I've seen Kyrie Irving, dude. Have you ever seen when he does, uh, uh, what's it? Doctor or no, like oh yeah, Uncle Drew, Doctor, Uncle Drew, Uncle yeah. Drew. He shows up like looking like an old man. <laughs> Those videos are crazy. I would love to do something like that. I wonder if they're staged, like if they're real or not. Definitely staged. Yeah, when I was a little kid, I was. I like, mean, oh my god. Now I mean, like, I think I think because they've the got they're holding like the Coca Colas, dude. I think like, the basketball the part may be real, but I think in terms of people not knowing who he is, I think that's staged. I okay, yeah. I think, that, I think they definitely know that. That's I thought it was real, and then yeah, there was like this chick. Watching the pickup game, who's like a beautiful girl just drinking this Coca Cola. I was like, okay, and it's like a Coca Cola commercial or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, or if it's Pepsi, whatever brand it is. Right, no, it's definitely staged to a certain extent. Yeah, uh, are you excited to watch any BC football or other sports here on campus? I'm really excited just because this is the first time I've ever been around. Like in Charleston, we didn't have a football team. Oh, we didn't have a hockey team. Oh, BC hockey's good, man. They exactly. won national titles and. Exactly. Frozen so, I mean, Forest. So for me coming here, I'm going to soak this whole year up, go to mm-hmm. as many events as I can, you know, show my face, show love to the BC community just because I want them to do the same whenever basketball season comes around. So. Oh, true. But now I'm excited for the football games because I hate that they don't play Clemson here because my brother would have been coming up here. But Oh, shit. Uh, but nah, I'm, I'm excited to be going to football games because I haven't been to a football game in a minute. So Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Are you a big party guy? No. Okay. Can't you're you're kind of dialed. I you're, am definitely. You're focused on. Well, I mean, I just figured. Or you just like, don't like parties. I did like freshman, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Like, but still, then it wasn't like how most college guys are whenever they first get to college. Like, I was more yeah. laid back in my room. Like, I'm perfectly fine with ordering a pizza on a Saturday night and just watching, binge watching Netflix. Yeah. I like that. I don't like to be around a whole bunch of people in, in an environment where I don't feel comfortable. Like, I'm more comfortable yeah. in my room just. I'm a. I'm I'm social and talkative, but I'm an introvert though. Weird, yeah. I was gonna say you you're very sociable when I came and met yeah, you and stuff like but that. But like I don't want to be out in public like that though, which Interesting. is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a, is it kind of overwhelming the people noise and everyone? It's not I, even it's not even like that. Like I don't have like anxiety or I don't mm. get overwhelmed with it. It's just like I just rather would not be there. Like I know for a fact I can just I'm comfortable <laughs> as hell in my bed at home with yeah. a pizza and some soda. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I need. I don't need alcohol. I don't need any type of stuff yeah, like right. that. I'm straight. Um, your tattoos, tell me about them. Which ones? <laughs> What's your favorite? One. My favorite, probably the Joker one. 
Jordan was my favorite one. Oh shit! And I got the Mario Luigi for me. And my yeah, brother. right. Um, I got the basketball heartbeat. I got my mom's wow. name. I got a lot of them. My my stomach one is my best one. I got Michael Myers, Jason, and Scream. Wow. On my stomach, and then on my leg, I got Chucky. Shit, that's Chucky. That's cool, man. Saw, Annabelle, and then Pennywise. Oh, so, so you like the horror theme. movies? Yeah, horror theme guy. What do you like about horror movies? Honestly, I was scared of them for the longest. Mm-hmm. Like watching like Michael Myers, Chucky, all those type of movies growing up. I used yeah. to be like, I'm not gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like whenever a scary scene would come on, but um, but nah, uh, I really just started fantasy- not fantasizing, but just like being like addicted to them. Mm-hmm. I guess whenever I got older and realized that, I mean, it's it's possible that that can happen. But coming to reality of it, I was like, it's not gonna be a Michael Myers running around here like that. So I yeah. kinda like got I got rid of that fear. And then I was just like, that's it, it makes a tough tattoo idea, so I was just rocking with it. Yeah. Um one of my friends came on the podcast and he runs for uh, BC. Mm-hmm. His name's Eric Linden, if you ever bump into him. Um you'll probably see him running around in these short little shorts, dude. Golly, that's tough. <laughs> oh my god. I was driving in and I saw this guy in Wellesley just like not even like a uniform for a team or anything. Just running in like the shortest shorts I've ever seen. I was like, <laughs> no one's making you wear those, dude. They are a different kind of athlete to be doing that. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like running, mm-hmm. just straight running yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Because whenever we have the condition, I'm like, I don't know how. I mean, I guess basketball yeah. is running, obviously with a twist to it, but still, though, like just straight running with no kind of, mm-hmm. you know. No ball or nothing like that is is crazy. So I give a lot of props to them because I damn sure cannot do that. Yeah, and so what? Yeah, what I was gonna say, my buddy Eric, who runs a four hundred five mile, legit dude. Yeah, fast dude. He loves horror movies, and I never quite got them. He came on the podcast and he explained that to him, he sees horror movies as it's the character is sort of triumphing over something, over whatever mm. you know, evil is in or sinisterness is in the movie. It's it's a person versus an obstacle, and they're trying to overcome it. Damn, I, thought, hmm. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he really dug deep into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there a tattoo you regret? Um, actually, no, not really. I mean, everything is meaningful or creative, right. so I don't feel like I have one that I regret. Cause do you worry you run out of space? I mean, you've got a lot of tattoos. I got, uh, yeah, only thing I got space on is really my back. Oh That's yeah, like I got oh I got the Incredibles on my back. No way. Yeah, I got the whole Incredibles. I fucked with that. Back, so I like that. My whole back gonna be probably cartoons. I'm gonna get Frozen. I'm gonna get Olaf. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get Olaf. Olaf on there, and I'm gonna get some Madagascar characters. Yeah. Yeah. Dang man. Yeah, you just get all the stuff. I I was thinking about getting a tattoo, but I want to wait till I have something meaningful. I just don't want to do it to do it right. I want to get stuff yeah, that you, you know means some, something. Yeah. I, that's how I was with my first couple. My mom wanted me to get something, you know, my religion or faith based, and then family. Yeah. So I got my initials on the back of my arm. And then yeah. after that, once I got to college, I was like, I'm taking off from here. I'm getting the Joker, yeah, right. Michael Myers, any kind of horror theme I can get. Any any creative idea I can get. I'm, I'm, that's your parents ever get mad like you come home with your tattoo? My mom was upset at first just because she didn't like it. But mm-hmm. then now that we got them, she wanted to get them. So now she got, oh, now she got a whole sleeve. <laughs> yeah, your whole family is just decked up? <laughs> no, nah, my dad isn't. My dad okay. isn't. My dad really doesn't mess with that kind of stuff. But my mom got some tats, though. Yeah. yeah. Do you see it as, like, just artwork or not really? I mean, I think it's just a way to express yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you can kind of, like, like if you look at mine, you'd be like, okay, you like horror theme. Like, he loves horror theme yeah. movies. He likes that kind of stuff. Um, so I feel like, I, I mean, tattoos, is just, it's an art- artistic way to express yourself and just, like, permanently. And that's the thing I like about it. Yeah. I don't have to worry about, like, I'm going to have this forever. So 
when I'm 60, 70 years old, I'm going to still have all my tats from whenever I was younger. So I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Bible verse? My favorite Bible verse would probably, mm, I think it would probably be James 4.14. It's the one I got tatted right here. It's basically just like, oh, what, nice. it's basically just to sum it up, it's basically like, what is your life like? Today you exist, but tomorrow you may not. Like pretty much, just like live in the moment and just you know cherish everything. That's pretty much what it's basically saying. Dang. So yeah, I'm big on that. I posted on my story before every game, just because like, I mean, opportunities come and go, and this could be your last one. <coughs> yeah, like with the ACL, you never know. Exactly. So, have you always been a religious guy, or or have you had moments where you struggled with faith? I've always been religious, and I feel like even in my toughest times, I've always had faith to lean on. Even mm -hmm. I mean, it was. It's, difficult like still leaning on the faith because you don't know what to expect and you don't know what the outcome may be but in terms of just you know having a level-headed and being even killed I felt like my faith has helped a lot yeah. with that in terms of like my injury and just you know going through obstacles and stuff and like that in life yeah BC is a Catholic school are you Catholic or are you no, I'm not Catholic okay yeah I, I, figured, I, from, I, I figured from down south you probably wouldn't be yeah I honestly don't even uh, I mean, I don't even, I wouldn't even say I classify as anything, honestly. Oh, okay. Like, I'm just kind of like just, just Christian. Yeah, and I just okay. believe in, I believe in a higher power, and I believe in God and Jesus Christ and stuff like that. Um, right. But I wouldn't say I'm a Baptist or you know anything like that. Yeah. Or, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm anything like that. Yeah, that's what's interesting I, I, for me personally too. I'm in a similar boat where, you know, I believe in God and I think that you know the tenets laid out in the Bible. If you live mm -hmm. your life like Christ did. You know, society would be really great if everyone, you know, behaved right. in that way and, exactly. and and believed in God. And I do fervently believe in God. But when it comes down to, you know, the specific differences between the sects, mm -hmm. you know, Catholicism, Protestantism, Lutheranism, all this stuff. Right. It's like, wow, you know, I don't know. It's I don't hard. Know, it's it's just, hard. It's right? all like, a, like confusing to me. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, yeah. And I don't know much about the I don't know much about. You know the information. I don't know a lot of information right. about each of those to be like, yeah, I'm missing that. So that's why I just say like, I just believe I know. in God. It's crazy. Some people like hate each other if they're like. I mean, you think about France and England went to war for exactly. centuries, Catholics versus Protestants and stuff like exactly. that. It's crazy when you think about it like that, especially since it all ties into one thing per se. I guess you could yeah. say that. But yeah, and and for me, I don't take the text of the Bible as like, well, this is like actually what happened. I think it's more like allegorical and that it's just sort of a message about the world because there's so many truths in the Bible where I'm like, oh my God, like that hits so home is something I know mm -hmm. about, exactly. but I'm not, you know, like I think, you know, like Noah's Ark is kind of a story or, or an ideal about civilization that explains things to us and that if we think hard enough, we get a truth about it, but I don't really think that that was an event that occurred. Are right. you, do you, do you believe that it's like metaphors to teach you things or do you believe in it as like, wow, all these things happened that they laid out? I honestly think they happened. Um, uh -huh. I, I, it's, it's tough to, you know, really a hundred percent believe just because obviously we weren't alive and we didn't yeah. see everything with our own two eyes, but that's where the faith comes in. I feel like you just have to have faith in, you know, what you can't see. Cause I feel like that's whenever it comes in. Like, yeah. I feel like God tests me the most. He tests my faith the most whenever I feel like things aren't going my way. Mm -hmm. So, like, in terms of, obviously, Noah building his ark or, you know, Jesus healing the blind or Jesus healing the sick. Like, yeah. I feel like you just have to have faith that he's actually capable of doing that kind of stuff. So, I believe it. I believe it all my heart that, you know, that stuff happened. But, um, you know, everybody has their different opinions and stuff like that. So Yeah, what's compelling to me is, like, the idea that during this time when they were throwing people in, you know, in coliseums to fight lions, like slaves to fight lions, that... 
there was this guy, Jesus, who was so far ahead of his time. I'm like, how could that not be something sort of related, you know, in, in some sense to a higher power where this guy was so, so far ahead right. of his time and in, in his ideas about treating people. I mean, you know, back then who would, you know, you know, touch someone with leprosy, right? Like that's exactly. crazy. So these, you know, there's something important to take from that. I exactly. Think, I think, I think it's all very interesting. Have, do you think religion is, seems to be less, I don't know, prevalent here in the North? You get a sense of that. Honestly, I just feel like it has been in general. Like just my time growing mm-hmm. up. Like I feel like the more that I grow up, the less and less people deal with religion or speak about it. Right. Like I haven't like besides this conversation and besides like conversations with my family, I haven't had like a serious conversation about religion with somebody in a decent amount of time wow, compared okay. to like whenever I was younger. Yeah. So I feel like it's just, I don't know if you get older and then people just drift apart, but also I also just keep myself in a bubble too, though. Like I only have like a, my circle that I really mess with. Yeah. So like I don't let a lot of people just infiltrate it and come in from the outside and do that kind of thing. So so I, I, that may be why, because I'm not mm-hmm. as open. Right. But at the same time, though, I got to do it for my own mental health and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true, because not, not everyone is always as accepting or as thoughtful, exactly. you know, when dealing with these discussions, right? Like we have, we have differences in the way we view religion, but right. you know, we can be respectful. Exactly. Of that. That's the biggest thing. Cause people don't, you tell somebody one thing and then they feel like you're dead wrong and then they want to argue with you. And I'm like, everybody got their own opinion. I'm not mad at yeah. you for thinking the way you yeah, think. Right. But yeah, it, it could definitely be frustrating, which is why I choose to just keep myself away from it. Mm-hmm. So I ain't got to worry about being you Are, know, angry or yeah. frustrated with it. Are you building a new s- the circle, like you said, you had a close circle. Are you building a new circle here at BC, or do you think you already have a, a I feel like tight I got my, circle? I feel like I have, like, um, I feel like, well, the thing is, I, I try to separate everything because, like, obviously, you have your basketball circle, mm-hmm. which is your basketball, like, my teammates. Like, those are the guys that I have to bond with and I have to build, like, relationships with. But in terms of, like, off the court, like, five, six years from now, I got, like, my my five that I'm always going to rock with and I'm yeah. always going to trust, and, you know, they'll have my back and I'll have theirs. Um, is that family or? Uh, yeah, I was family. It's like my mom, girlfriend, um, one of the guys here on staff, mm-hmm. um, and then like some other guys that I grew up with. Yeah. But yeah, but a lot of it's family. I maybe say I have 10 that I'm really, really, really close with, mm-hmm. and then my brother as well. But um, but yeah, so I got 10 that I'm really, really close with that won't go anywhere and we're like locked forever. That's awesome, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's important. I've realized that that's important over these last six months going through you know, a crazy injury and, you know, not knowing where your life is headed. Yeah. Like, I feel like you definitely need people to fall back on and that you can, you know, trust and support you. Yeah. Have you been watching Olympic basketball? I have not. I've just been hearing about it. Yeah, it's pissing me the off. The USA been losing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking France, dude. Well, I mean, at the same time, Can't though, you got to think about it. Like, obviously, basketball is a hard game to play. And, I mean, you never know. Like, other countries may just have a different chemistry. And then, obviously, they're playing yeah. different. They're playing a whole different set of rules. It's not like yeah, NBA it's, it's at all. rougher. The yeah, fouls. Yeah. You see these NBA players going to the ground and the exactly. international. They're expecting a foul. It's like that foul's no, not. That's not. Luke, didn't Luca? He said something like, "Oh, it's too easy to score in the NBA. Yep, These soft, soft rules or whatever." So, like, I mean, whenever you look at it at that angle, it, it makes sense to me. I mean, I'm not. Obviously, you're still playing against elite competition, so I'm not surprised or shocked or disappointed because I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, like, you can always lose. Like, it's been a whole bunch of great teams lose, so. I don't think it's nothing to stress about, but people want to. People on Twitter want to overreact and be dramatic about it and say stuff. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of social media. I mean, it's crazy because we're both in a way 
uniquely trying to like grow our brand and stuff mm-hmm. on social media, but in some ways it's toxic, which is one fear I have about making podcasts and trying to be like bigger on Instagram and stuff like that is I'm like, well, it's kind of like be careful what you wish for, you know, because like as we've seen Twitter and other places can, be, can be a mess. It is. It's crazy though because like I guess as my followers have grown, obviously there are positives that come with it, but then there are also negatives. Like you'll get a lot of people saying hate comments and DMs and you'll get a lot really? of like negative stuff. Yeah. I mean, What kind of stuff do they send you? I mean, it's just like if you lose a game, they'll send you like fuck you or just like a whole bunch of negative stuff. No like, way. Yeah. And I can only imagine at this level, especially being in the ACC, like if I have a bad game, who knows what I may open up my phone and check into. So Yeah, like dudes that like Clemson or wherever, man. Exactly. If you if you miss a kick, exactly. you're a kicker, yeah, if you're a kicker, it's raps that's always it you. always comes <laughs> it's raps. They get like you, you, you might not get on you might as well not even get on social media for yeah, two weeks, right? bro. So that's the scary thing about like because obviously, I mean, I do guess... You, how do you deal with someone that says... I mean, I guess you could say, well, this is just a stranger. Them. If they're like, fuck you, you... I mean, most of the time, like, the way my personality is, I'm not going to get mad and argue and fight with them. I'm mm-hmm. just going to laugh and just delete it and move on. Like, I'm going to read it, but then I'm not going to pay any yeah. attention to it. Um, but that just comes from me being confident, and I'm just... I, I believe in myself, and I know, like... At the end of the day, it's just a game. There's nothing to get all worked up for, mm-hmm. like the way people are, the way fans are. Fans get really, really worked up over it. Yeah. But um, how many DMs do you get a day or a week? Depending on how many, depending on how much I post, or like what's going on, I'm sure. Yeah, like I like the, that scooter post you had. Appreciate you. Appreciate <laughs> you. That was smooth. Like that. I mean, it depends on what I post. Like, um, if I'm posting so, like funny stuff on my story, I could get like twenty to thirty a day. Dang. So, I mean, and it'll all just be, like, replies to my story and stuff like that. Um, sometimes I'll get, like, some genuine, some genuine like, DMs, like, people needing advice, people needing help with something or mm. stuff. And I love DMs like that just because I feel like, you know, I want to be able to use my platform as a way to reach others and help others. Yeah. So, because a lot of people, I feel like they don't use their platform the right way in terms of, you know, you have, if you have 100,000 followers and you're being negative and spreading hate and that's like a city dude that's like you're the mayor of that's a what city. i'm saying like you have if you have a decent amount of followers like that and you're not doing it and you're not handling things the right way or you know using your platform in the right way then i feel like it's just a waste because you're not doing anything but putting you know yeah. bad things in other people's mind i saw you turned off likes on a recent post yeah what, what's that all about the likes thing is just i, I feel like instagram is just a competition mm-hmm. like i feel like whenever you look whenever you log into instagram and whenever you're just seeing pictures, you're like, damn, okay, he's living like this, or she's living like that, or damn, he has a nice car. I wish I had a nice car. And that's something that I dealt with mentally for the longest mm-hmm. in terms of just, like, being comfortable with who I am as an individual because you don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. Yeah. Like, I mean, he could have a nice car, but he could also be broke. Like, yeah, you know, right. Like, everybody, it could be a facade for all you know. Yeah. So, like, that's why I turn off my likes. I'm just like, at no point, like, at the end of the day, I know what I'm capable of. I'm... I am confident in myself. I know exactly who I am as a person. So, like, there's no point in me being, like, yeah, I'm going to just compete with everybody else. And I don't want nobody to compete with yeah. me either, though. So, that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah, and that can take the fun out of it, you know, if you've exactly. got a post or something. Like, you don't want to like, post. You're, like, like refreshing. Oh, exactly. Like, you don't want to post something. Like, for me, I feel like social media should be fun. Like, it should be a way to express yourself. And you shouldn't have mm-hmm. to worry about the backlash or the negative comments or nothing like that. So, um that's, what, that's the thing I like about it, and that's why turning off likes and even turning off comments can be helpful for your oh, mindset. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it's good for you mentally, you got to do whatever <laughs> it takes to, you know, make sure that you're good mentally because if not, then it'll come back and haunt you. Yeah. Do you ever get DMs from girls? Not in a long time. <laughs> 
Yeah. I used to whenever I was obviously single, like mm-hmm. my first couple of years of college, but I've been in a serious relationship for like three years now. So people kind of know that. Yeah, people know that. And it's well out there. Like I put it out there damn near three to four times a week. <laughs> yeah. Story, so yeah like, make sure no one forgets. Yeah. So they know that I'm with my girl all the time. <coughs> so yeah, that, that hasn't happened in a long, long time. Yeah. So when you get a DM, doesn't it go into like a sidebar originally? And then if you respond, it kind of goes into the main feed? Well, it depends on if I follow them or not. If I follow them, then yeah. It'll, no, if I follow them, then it'll just come into my direct DM. But if it's not, then it'll go into like the request. And then if you respond, though, is it still in the request? No, if you respond, it'll go back to your general messages. Okay, the general. Yeah. As if you were following them, even if you're exactly, not. Exactly, yep. Okay, Once that's, you accept it. You have to accept it or decline it, though. Yeah, so that's the thing that I always wonder about because I don't – like I have a regular following, and so like I'm DMing athletes and stuff. So I'm right. kind of like, okay, well, that definitely how do I – be in the, uh, you'll get requests. I think yours came requested to me. We're right, I'm sure, yeah, yeah originally. Um, and then you followed me. Thanks. Appreciate the follow, for dude. Sure. <laughs> not for sure because the biggest thing is just like um, – damn, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, the biggest thing, yeah, yeah, I was about to say with you, the most of the DMs probably that you send are going to be requested. But, like, I'm always on my phone constantly, especially when it comes to social media. So, like, when people always say, like, they're too busy to check it like that, I don't believe that at all. Mm. Because, like, I mean, I'm a student athlete. I got school. I got books. Yeah. I got classwork. I got practice. I got workouts. I got to lift. And I got to take naps. Like, I got to do all that shit. So, like. I know for a fact that they, if they, if you send a DM, they're gonna get. They just either choose to ignore it or they respond mm-hmm. to it. That's yeah, and that's why I'm like, yeah. How do I stick out if someone's getting like 20 to 30 DMs a day? Right. How do I make it that they're seeing my message? And then also like, I'll get like random spam bullshit that's like, a like a link, and it's like some. I'm like, I'm not gonna click on this. Like yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like mad sketchy. It. So sometimes I, I wonder when I reach out if people are like. I mean, I feel like I have a regular account, so people yeah. probably know like, okay, he's not like. This isn't spam. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I try not to act like a celebrity, I guess you could say. Yeah. A lot of celebrities are like big headed. They have egos. But I'm sure there's a lot of people around you that make that hard sometimes. Like if you're scoring 20 points in the game, I'm sure people around campus are like, hey, this and that. Is that is that ever difficult to keep keep yourself in check? Or are there people around you like your inner circle that can keep you humble and stuff like that? Oh, my inner circle does a great job at that just Mm -hmm. because like they always. Like, you can never be too satisfied, especially with how I want to live my life. Uh, you can never be too satisfied whenever it comes to just, like, what you want to accomplish and things like that. And even when you accomplish stuff, like, but I feel like for me, like, just looking at, you know, the greats like LeBron James and, you know, guys mm-hmm. like that, like, have accomplished so much in their career. But they still waking up at 5 a.m. to work out. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, work ethic is still crazy. So, I'm like, if they doing it and I got – just because I get a – a sponsorship or a brand or a, oh, I go for 31 game, like, that's nothing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I still got to get up. Because you think about it like this. The game that I had against Marshall, that was my career high. Like, nobody knows, nobody even remembers that game anymore. Mm. Like, I, unless you did research on it. Right. That's when, you, that's when you'll know about it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, like nobody from BC is going to be like, hey, you had 27 against Marshall last year. Like, nobody's going to say that. Yeah. So, like, that's another thing that keeps me humble, too, is, like, you got to think future futuristic stuff only because, like, if you if you think in the past, you'll get stuck in the past, and then you'll live like you'll relive your glory days or whatever. Whenever the future is really what you can yeah. capitalize on. What were you averaging in high school? All around like twenty one, mm-hmm. something like that. My team was loaded though. We had a good we had a good group. You guys, of guys. Been state or what? We were close. We lost the game before state to a buzzer beater, but the team that we lost <clears> to was I'll take the L. They had everybody. They're all their five starters played Division one basketball. Wow. We only my brother. My team was like my brother. 
Me. Is he big? Is he a big dude, your brother? Uh, he wasn't back then like he is now. He's like 6'6", 250 now. Dang. He was like probably 6'3", maybe like 2'10", 215 back then. Yeah. He was the tallest guy on our team. But, um, yeah, and then my other point guard, he plays pro ball. He played He played in Europe this past year, and hopefully he'll be in the G League this year. So. Wow, that's sick. So, you know, we had a, we had a decent roster. South Carolina got really good sports, would you say? I mean, I feel like we're definitely over underrated. Mm. I must say overrated. We're definitely underrated <laughs> in terms of uh, the basketball talent that comes out of the state. I definitely feel like we're mainly known for a football state probably. Um, but I feel like that will change. Obviously, people like John Morant, mm-hmm. Zion Williamson, Sandarius Thornwell, Chris Middleton, yeah. Jarrell Brantley, you know, guys like that, P.J. Dozier. You know, We have a lot of guys out of South Carolina making a lot of noise recently, so I feel like – you know, they're kind of opening it up to that, so. You ever play against Spartanburg? Are you talking about Zion's team? Yeah. No, nah, I never. I never nah, nah, is that, was, what, is nah, that he where he's from, from, Spartanburg? Yeah, he's from Spartanburg. Okay. But I was in college by the time he was when oh, he was really? in high school, yeah. Yeah, he was just so viral, dude, in high school. That's like people know. like LaMelo and stuff like yeah. that that are just like fucking Crazy. everywhere. It's ridiculous. Man. What do you think about Leangelo? Do you think, have you seen enough of him to know if you think he could play in the league? I, I think he can. I mean, I just feel like he has. Obviously, he has the relationship part. That's the biggest thing. I feel like I feel like getting a getting a deal in the league comes from seventy percent of relationships and knowing people. Really? Yeah. So I feel wow, like I would have never known that. If you know people, I feel like you got to. I just like with anything. Like if you want to, if you're applying for a job and you know the boss, you probably got a good chance of getting the job. That's just how it is. Um, so I feel like now that he has the relationship part, all he has to do is go out there and just. Does what he does best, shoot the ball, play defense, and defend, and just be low maintenance off the court, and then I feel like he'll be able to find a spot. Yeah. Are you playing NC State? Yeah, we do. We play NC State at NC State. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'll have to – dude, I'll be front row <laughs> yeah. screaming at you. Hey, bro. Y'all's fans are crazy, too. It's Dan. Yeah. Y'all's fans are crazy, too. I'm excited to go there, so. That's the vibe I get. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I'm like, it's cool now. I know you. I know Jonathan. Exactly. Uh, I know some BC uh, football players now. Like, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna be seeing you guys, yeah. like, on the TV, man. That's going to be cool. That's going to be big time. Not for sure. And I'll definitely be sure to – if I see you, I'll definitely acknowledge you. I ain't going to be no <laughs> – yeah. I ain't, ain't going to big time, man, for sure. I can't, I can't stand people to do that. Imagine if you see just, like, you're just down there and you see some ginger and you're like, hey, Dan, hey, Dan. <laughs> He's like, Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Gonna, I'll make sure that if you don't, if you don't call me out, I'll call you out. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, hey, touch your hair if you can hear me. You're like, yeah, I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that in high school to a kid uh, who's like this good athlete. Uh, he mm-hmm. would like play in the court Friday nights, but he couldn't directly like look up because he'd get in trouble with the coach. I'd be like, touch your hair if you can hear me. He'd like do a little slick, a little move. Or <laughs> that's funny though. That's a good. That's that's actually a good little method to have right there. Yeah. What's it like with the playing with big crowds? Do you ever do you ever hear like crazy shit they yell out and um the biggest thing i mean obviously with covid that kind of all my memories from crowds really kind of went away because we played mm-hmm. without crowds for a minute um the biggest thing was i had blonde in my hair a long time ago so mm-hmm. i think it was my sophomore year and then we went to lsu and played and their fans were pretty not hostile but i mean they were energetic yeah and, um they just called me frosty flakes <laughs> i was Damn. like i was like all right no frosty tips that's what it was frosty uh, tips they called me frosty tips and i just thought that was funny but like I laugh, wow. at, I laugh at the majority of the stuff people say. Though. Yeah, is it is it a whole new level playing college basketball? The crowds. It depends on where you play at, though. I feel like this year I'll be, this year probably be my best year in terms of crowd experience and like dealing with the attendance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just because we're in the ACC at the top of the, it's like the best league in basketball. So I feel like in the CAA, the 
you have some schools that are, we had the best crowd. Charleston, I was blessed enough to play in a great city mm-hmm. with a great crowd. Ours damn near sold out every night. So, but like whenever you went to a certain away games, it was dead. Like it may be 500 oh, yeah. people in there. So like, right. So no, nah, I feel like this year I'll be able to really, really experience a crazy, crazy experience this year. What was if you, if you don't mind me asking, what was the recruitment process like for you coming out of high school? You said you were looking at Clemson. Like, what other schools were you looking at? Well, see, the crazy thing about me, I committed really early. Like, I committed before my junior year even started. Wow. So, I didn't even really have time to really get out there on the circuit or recruiting. Like, I was getting recruited by, like, Furman, Wofford, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Dang. South Carolina, uh, Mississippi State, Harvard. Wow. Like, those, those are the little bit of the schools that was in the mix. Mm-hmm. But when Coach Grant got the job, because I knew it was all about fit, like you, I just want to be somewhere where I fit, where I fit yeah. in and feel comfortable. So I was just like, I'm gonna follow him, go to go go to Charleston, which is a nice city, and it's in it's the state. D one basketball, right? Yeah, and it's in a, it's in a decent conference too. I'll be able to make a name for myself, and then, you know, I figured I'll just take that route. Yeah, you must have had to ponder when Harvard was reaching out. Hey, world class education, anything like? Did you ever did you ever consider them or? Um, no. I mean, I talked to the staff. Um, a couple of times, but it wasn't nothing any anything crazy. Um, I kind of figured. I mean, obviously that would have been a crazy way to go, but I, didn't, I that wasn't the route that I wanted to take. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't quite the fit you you think? I honestly never even looked into the program like that. Obviously, like Harvard just speaks for itself whenever you mention the name. Yeah. But in terms of like me actually looking at the basketball team, looking at the staff, the program, I never really thought about going there. Yeah. I kind of wanted to stay down south and be somewhere in the southeast. So. Is there a game marked on your calendar this year where you're like, man, I really look – I'm looking forward to this one? Oh, the Clemson game. Okay, I yeah. need that Clemson game bad. <laughs> I'm going to be amped up for that one because I got it. I definitely how, – How many do they seat there? Uh, That's a good question. Probably, it's probably tens of thousands, it's probably, right? it's probably. I was about to say 8 to 12, anywhere between 8 okay. to 12,000. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, that, that game is going to be marked as soon as they get the schedule out. Um, circling that date for sure. Because that's going to be a big-time deal for me going back home and being able to play in front of my family and people that I ain't played in front of in years. Yeah. So. Do you know a lot of players on, on other D1 teams in the South? Do you know Clemson basketball players? Do you know NC State, University of South Carolina? Do you know those guys? I know a couple guys from South Carolina. Um, uh, I was close with a guy from Alabama, Jordan Bruner. He played for Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of it's tough on the spot, but I definitely know a lot yeah. of guys. Like I, I can go on my Instagram and be like, I know a lot of different guys right, from I'm different sure. schools. But Do you know anyone in the league? Yeah, I know a good bit of guys in the league. I know PJ Dozier, all the guys from South Carolina. I know, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with. Um, but other than that, I'm not, I won't say I'm close with anybody, but I'm definitely yeah. like I can DM them and then we'll have they a would conversation. say, Hey, oh yeah, yeah I, I know Brevin from yeah, back yeah, in the like, day. Would, this yeah. or that guy or this coach, right? Yeah, whoever. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever reach out for advice or anything like that? I probably will whenever, when like probably whenever March hits and I gotta decide an agent. Whenever I'm yeah. trying to like go through the whole draft process and try to find out where I want to end up or land, uh, I'll probably end up reaching out to those guys and getting yeah. as much advice as I can from them. Yeah, you think? Um, I guess yeah. I, I don't want to probe you too much on questions about the future because I mm-hmm. know, like you said, you know, it's it's one God's plan, and two, you're coming off injury, so. <clears throat> it's you know it's kind of hard to say, and you're probably yeah. focused a lot now on BC. What what's the workout routine you guys got going? Are you are you fully in on it? 
I'm I'm doing everything besides live competition right now, which is good for my stage because I'm only at six months. Okay. I'm only at six months right now. So, I mean, I think – I really think God set me up for a crazy year because if I'd have got hurt later in the year, I'd have been screwed. Oh. So, like, I got hurt at the per- – like, literally the perfect time. Like to my, come back for the next year. Yeah, yeah I got back I – got, I got hurt at the perfect time because nine months will be October, and that's when practice starts. And that's whenever I'll be – I'll be fully cleared by September. But October was the latest date. Does the knee hurt? Mm-mm. Okay. That must be a weird feeling, too, then, where you're like, you know that you can't push it. Yeah. But it also, you feel probably, right. like, fine. Yeah, I feel fine. But it's just, like, certain things I just can't. Like, I have to get my explosiveness back. i got to be able to jump off of it again, which I'll focus on within the next month. But, um, but no, I mean, I feel good that I can run, do sprints, and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But just How did you keep your shot? Like, was there a period probably where you couldn't, you were on crutches, I'm sure. Oh, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything active for, like, two months. Mm-hmm. So I was just in bed chilling. That's why I said I was eating Bojack. That's when I, <laughs> that's when I gained all my weight. But, um, but no, I mean, really, it was just like kind of like riding a bike. I just never lost it. Like I was able as soon as I was able yeah. to get back out there and dribble and shoot. I was like, oh yeah, I still got it. And it sounds it's too. That's I've never talked to an elite shooter before, and so I didn't know like you were saying that part of it is just you're kind of born with this touch, you know. And it and just a lot of it is just confidence. You just mm-hmm. got to know. Like for me, I don't think I'm ever gonna miss. Mm-hmm. Like, even a bad shot. Like, I feel like my bad shot is better than other people's best shot. That's just how I think. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, like, you just got to have confidence. And that comes from putting in the work in. Like, obviously, I've been shooting three since I was four years old. Dang. So, like, I've been shooting the ball since I was four years old. So, whenever you think about it like that, I put in a lot of work. So, that's the area of my game I'm going to be the most confident in. And that's why I can speak highly about myself yeah. when it comes to that. Like, I'm not going to say I'm a – Playmaker, I got handles. I have all. I can rebound. No, I know I can shoot the ball, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I'm gonna do whenever I get out there. Yeah. Are you back in on team lifts? Yeah, I'm doing everything. I'm conditioning with them. Yeah. What's the What's the lifting program like right now? Right now, we're doing a whole bunch of um, Olympic style lifts, like power cleans, hang cleans. Oh, nice. Um, trying to get our, our verticals up. Trying to be explosive. Um, yeah. We we'll do like some front squats, back squats, um, some single leg work. Any really strong guys in the team? Yeah, we got we got a couple. My, I think I'm top three. I'm <laughs> there, up there we go. Yeah, I'm up there. We got James Carnick. He's the Hulk. Whenever it comes to the weight room, and then um, who else we got? And then Demar, Demar Langford. Mm-hmm. He's crazy too. Whenever it comes to in the weight room, um, Makai is actually pretty strong too. He's our point guard. He don't mm-hmm. look strong, but he's he'll surprise you with it. Yeah. Um, you know what I wonder, dude? I'm a guy like Vanderbond. I'm like, man. You got all this length. Like, how is he gonna hit a squat, dude? I'm like seven foot. It definitely is tough. Seven foot, dude. Like, how is he gonna like lift it? Like, compete with like guys like us, dude. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, I mean, I guess for whenever we do box squats, they'll have just higher boxes for them. Oh damn, yeah. To kind of equal it out, so they don't have to go all the way down. Because we're using like twenty four inch boxes, which not even which lower than that. But like, I think he'll use like thirty six or forty eight, just because he got another foot to him. Yeah. So I mean, a whole other foot. A whole other foot. It's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's like it's crazy, but no, nah, I mean they the, the bigs do a great job in the weight room, and I give them credit because I know it's tough to it's tough to bend your knees when you're that tall. Yeah, especially with the weight on your back like that. It's definitely it's definitely tough. Those guys, I'm sure, a big part of what they do, like like you were saying, part of your game is being able to be quick and get these open shots. The bigs are probably trying to put on weight. Is that is yeah. that right for for most of them? Are they trying the, to put on weight to be able to mo- push people around, yeah. and grab rebounds. Depending on their style of play, it's like that. Just because obviously the ACC is physical, they have a lot of dominant bigs in there, so you got to be able to at least compete with them a little bit. 
So you definitely gonna have to at least be two fifty and just Dang. be big. Yeah. Do you have to be on campus for certain portions of the summer? Is there mandatory yeah, we got, we have practice? Two, we have two summer sessions. It was like May seventeenth through July third. And then we're in the second one right now. That's like July seventh through August thirteenth. Okay. Yeah. I, have you made any visits back home or you just been here? I went back home two weekends ago uh, to see my family and just kind of do stuff like that. Uh, and I, I won't go back home because I got to finish up with rehab. We'll get like a two and a half week break from like August 13th through the 29th. Are and you excited for classes? Honestly, I'm I'm really you know I'm old I'm an old head so like <laughs> I'm I'm used to this. <laughs> so yeah, like, right. But most of my stuff is online anyway, so it's not like I'm gonna be socializing and meet people. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the room just doing my work and just getting by. So. Yeah, no, that's really that's probably one thing you know. You got the, like kids that can literally be seventeen years old coming in freshman year on the BC camp, seventeen and eighteen. You know, getting wild. You know, they're like, yeah, oh, they're you know whatever their background is. They might have been in a you know private school. It's all strict and stuff. And now they're trying to experience life. But be free. you're just yeah, you're like you said, you're older. You're just probably like just mature. You're mature. Yeah. You're focused yeah. on your work. Do you have um like future aspirations career-wise besides basketball um besides coaching I, I thought about being I really want to do something with mental health mm-hmm. just because I've went through weird phases in my life whenever I felt like I was down depressed and just full yeah. of anxiety um because originally I got my bachelor's degree in psychology I didn't know I would be in school for two more years after that so I could have got my damn PhD Dang. <laughs> and, been a, and been a psychologist but I didn't even think about taking that route so I was just like, I originally I wanted to do that, but then I was like, I need to be around basketball because I know I'll be happy. So I figured I was just going to coaching after I'm done playing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, coaching's awesome, and that's I had um uh, a woman from Boston University, Riley Childs. Mm-hmm. She's on their team, and she was saying that that's her goal for um, after basketball is that she wants to be a coach as well. So I think once you get to this level, people see maybe yeah, there's some some good options available. Definitely, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Oh shoot! What was what was my other question? Yeah, do you have any advice for young basketball players that would want to, you know, be a big time player, be playing the ACC? If you had any advice for those kids listening, uh, the biggest thing is just like really just attack every day and don't rush it and don't compare yourself to other people. I feel like going through AAU, especially nowadays with social media, like mm-hmm. comparison. I mean, not comparison. Comparing yourself is just the biggest way to just let yourself down. In terms of like, if you're comparing offers or attention, or yeah. you know whether you're getting invited to this and that camp, um, I feel like if you just you know stick to yourself, you grind it out, you know eventually, as long as you go to the tournaments and perform, then you know you'll get what you deserve. Because um, I feel like when I was growing up, social media wasn't as big, so like we didn't have to worry about the whole comparing part. Obviously, yeah. you still did. Like I was, I remember being 15, 16, seeing guys get offers, and I'm like, damn, like he's not as good as me. Like, yeah, I, I used to think that all the time, but like, you can't think like that and have that hateful mindset going mm-hmm. into it. I, I learned to, you know, be happy for others and you know really be happy for others' accomplishments and stuff like that. Because I feel like what you, what you reap, you sow. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, don't compare yourself. Just grind it out, and you know everything will happen for you. Awesome. I think that's a natural uh, stopping point. Brevin, thanks so much for coming on the Young Shakespeare podcast. Appreciate you, my guy. Yeah. Um, like and subscribe. Tune in for the next episode. Thanks for watching. Yes, sir.